podcast devoted to bringing you some spiritual truth to consider every day, Monday through Friday. I mentioned a week or two ago that I've been reading through a Harmony of the Gospels, which is where it kind of just gives the story of the Gospels in parallel, where stories are included in multiple Gospels and then not when they're not. And it's interesting to see how the different authors approach different subject matter and what they choose to include and what they choose to omit. Well, I'm in Jerusalem at this point. It's after he's shown up and before he's crucified. And at this point, only two stories have occurred across all four Gospels. The first one was the feeding of the 5,000. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all record that event. And the second one is Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And I'm going to read John's account of it because it's usually John that's the offender here. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, what we call the synoptic gospels, they usually include the same stories. And John, he's just kind of doing his own thing, telling a very different story, showing a very different side of Jesus. But he does join the trio, and all four give this story. This is John chapter 12, verses 12 through 19. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard that he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. I just want to share a few thoughts from this passage and then we'll pray. The first is this. We focus on the people worshiping him on, on Palm Sunday. And they're laying out their cloaks and their palm branches and they're saying, Hosanna. And the quick thing to do, and I'm always tempted to do this, is to say, yeah, they're praising him, but they were wrong. Uh, And they were praising him, but they didn't really understand. Which is true. And we'll get there. But they were speaking out loud truth. They were worshiping Jesus in truth for who he was. Hosanna, our God saves. This is straight out of the book of Psalms. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And even though it might look different than they thought, Jesus was coming in the name of his father, Yahweh, the God of Israel. Even the king of Israel, they say. And this is who Jesus truly was. But, and as we'll see in our next point, he was riding in on a donkey, which signified peacetime. He's not going to battle. He wasn't coming to conquer, in a literal sense, the occupying power in Israel at the time. He was coming to conquer sin and hell and death and set people free. So everything that they were worshiping him for was true. Two, we see that Jesus had a high regard for the Old Testament. And much of what he did was to fulfill the Old Testament prophecies about who he was. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on donkeys, Colt. This is an Old Testament prophecy about what Jesus was going to do. 
Jesus often quoted the Old Testament when people would approach him with questions or when he was uh, resisting temptation from Satan in the desert. He would go to the Old Testament. Jesus placed a huge value on the Old Testament scriptures. And the disciples didn't even realize what he was doing. You know, it says here in verse 16, they didn't understand these things, but later, after he had risen from the dead, they remembered and said, oh, that's right. So just as Jesus values the Old Testament, we also need to value our Old Testaments and read the left side of our Bibles. It's very tempting to stay in the New Testament to read about Jesus, to read Paul's letters. It's just a little bit easier for us to grasp. But all of that is rooted in and, and, and born out of what God has revealed about himself and to us in the Old Testament scriptures. And we get a greater picture of who he is when we also marinate in the Old Testament. And finally, this, wrong motives. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, you see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. But like we talked about earlier, they were coming after him for the wrong motives. They didn't want God himself. They didn't want Jesus for who he was. They wanted Jesus for what he could do. Like we talked about with the feeding of the 5,000 a week or two ago. They came to him because they wanted more bread. He had given them something and they wanted more of that. And he was trying to point them to the living bread, which was his very life. And as they are worshiping him because he raised people from the dead, they're thinking, here's, here's the conquering Messiah that's going to set us free from Rome. Little did they fully realize at that time he was coming to set them free from an eternity separated from God, from the power of sin in their lives. He was coming to conquer Satan, the devil, death, brokenness, and to set his people free. So let's make sure that as we follow after Jesus, we're not coming to him simply for what he can do for us, but for who he is and for what he wants to do in our lives. Because this is the greatest glory to God and the greatest good for us. Lord, we thank you for the story of the triumphal entry that you thought was so important, you decided to tell it four times so that we wouldn't miss it. Help us to remember these truths, God. Help us to seek you for who you are. Help us to value all of your revelation that you've given us in our Bibles, God. And help us to out loud, boldly, in front of other people, praise you for who you are. May you be glorified in our lives. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in for another edition of Let's Talk Church Family. You are loved. Have a blessed day.